Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart You are God and God alone. 
Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. Thank you. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Thank you. 
And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see How God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seat He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform Our God is faithful the Lord and receive a harvest for your seed.
Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. So what should be considered as we proceed is that this work did not begin with you. Our mother's mother and father's father planted seeds when we were but the faint notion of a dream in their mind. They hope for a harvest, a legacy, a great work. So may your next step forward help us to connect the dots and see.
also want to um, say that we thank God for our friend and our sister, Sister Sherelle Pennington. It was a blessing, my dear sister, to see you this afternoon at the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it was so good to see you, and we are always excited when we can spend just a little bit of time with you. And so thank God for you on today. Um, thank God for all of the men and women that share this platform week after week. Our very own um, Pastor uh, Pamela Law, Pastor J.W. Friday. Um, we thank God for Elder Ketty Copeland, for Elder Catherine Brown, Elder Catherine Miniweather, for Elder James Wooten, Elder Bruce Mitchell, Elder Demetrius Devers. Um, Lady Beth Schreiber, we thank God for all of the men and women that preach on this line and bring us the word week after week. I don't know about you, but I have been um, made stronger. I have been made wiser. My faith has not been shaken. Um, that was Aretha Franklin singing, never going to break my faith. Nothing is going to break my faith. And so we're just truly grateful to God for he is doing a great work. That was the other song that we heard on tonight. And then our song of worship, More Than Enough. Uh, do you love the Lord on tonight? I love him tonight. He is so good. He is so great. He is so kind. I uh, just want you to know that um, we are excited about what's happening in our city. I do have a few announcements that I'd like to share with you on Tuesday, January, the month, right? February 21st at 7 a.m. at the St. Andrew's Catholic Church right on uh, 9th and Alberta, Jobs for Justice will be having their interfaith breakfast. Um, and if you are a person that likes to see or know what's going on in the community, and you want to get out and about, I invite you to go to the breakfast on Tuesday, January 21st for Jobs of Justice. This um, are people who work with unions for Kaiser, for the nurses. Um, um, the other company just flipped my mind. Nabisco. Uh, we know that they just had some labor laws going on. And so Jobs for Justice is for everybody. And so let's go and support. Let's go and learn. And let's go and be a part of things that are happening in our community. Also on Friday, the 24th, International, the African-American Clergy Interfaith Breakfast will be this Friday at 9 a.m., at the Embassy Suites, 7900 Northeast 82nd Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97220. This is a free event, and I want to encourage you to take out some time, again, to get out in the community, to see what's happening, see what's going on, meet some people, hear some information and some news that you haven't heard before. Uh, this interfaith um, black clergy prayer breakfast will be from 9 to 11. They have several speakers. Uh, Romita Harrison is the CEO of MJ Murdoch. Pastor George Merriweather Sr., 
Senior Pastor of the Northeast Community Fellowship Church, the former mayor of uh, River Grove, Walt Williams, and author, spoken word artist, Anderson Du Bois. They will be honoring Bishop Archie Hopkins Sr. Um, He is the founding pastor of the Solid Rock Church of God in Christ. Bishop Richard Probasco, senior pastor of the New Song Community Church, former Governor Kate Brown, she was the governor of the state of Oregon, the president of the Imons, Imon Michaela Shabazz, and a retired educator, Joyce Harris. All of these men and women will be honored, and these men and women will be speaking at this event on Friday, February 24th from 9 to 11 at the Embassy Suite here in Portland, Oregon. I hope that you um, govern yourselves accordingly. Make sure you pray for your pastor. Make sure you pray for our president. Make sure you pray for those in Turkey, those in Russia and Ukraine. Make sure you pray for your Uh, family, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your brothers, your sisters. Make sure you pray for, for those that are houseless. Pray for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Pastor Black, why are you asking that we pray for all these individuals? Well, because everybody needs the Lord. For one reason or another, they need, we need the Lord. And I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer. Prayer changes situations and circumstances. God changes people's hearts and minds. So if we pray to God, things will happen and people will be saved, healed, and delivered. Taking us to the throne of grace tonight is our very own Elder Kathy many weather. Elder, I yield this call over to you. Hallelujah, Lord God. Gracious Father, we come now, Lord God. We come humbly before you. We thank you, Lord God, yet for another opportunity just to be among those who who love you tonight, to call upon your holy name. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to pray. We thank you for this opportunity to call upon your holy name. Father, we understand that prayer is the line of communication in which, Lord God, not only do we speak, but, Lord God, you speak. You speak to us, O God, and you speak through us. Father, tonight we are asking, O God, that you be glorified. We thank you, Lord God, that you have brought us through another day. Father, you have given us life, health, and strength. You've given us food and clothing. You've given us shelter. And, Father God, we are grateful. We don't take these things for granted, Lord God, because all we have to do is open our eyes and look around. We can see, Lord God, so many, as the pastor was saying, Lord God, for the homeless or houseless, Lord God, for those who don't have a place to call their own. Father God, day in and day out, they're out there in the element. But, Lord God, your word proclaims that you have taken the poor, Lord God, and made them rich in faith. Father God, we thank you tonight for the faith of that one that's crying out to you. They may be 
on the street, Lord God, but you hear their cry. And, Lord God, you pity every groan. Father, we thank you tonight for who you are, for everyone that cries unto you, Lord God. You hear them, Lord God. So whether they are houseless tonight, Lord God, whether they be behind the jail cells, oh God, you hear them tonight, Lord God. Father, you know the ones that are crying to you from, Lord God, their hospital bed. Father, you know the ones that are crying from their secret closet. You hear it all tonight, Lord God. There is nothing that escapes your, your ear, Lord God, and under your watchful gaze. And, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for an opportunity to be in your presence, Lord God. We realize tonight, Lord God, that there is no place to get that we could go to get out of your presence. But, Lord God, intentionally, we recognize tonight, we recognize that you are there and always there, and we honor you. We praise you, and we bless you, Lord God. Lord God, we pray tonight, Lord, that, that eyes of the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, Lord God, what you want us to do, Lord God, in this present darkness. As we heard the pastor, Lord God, we pray for our pastors, the pastoral leaders, Father God, for those that who, who have, oh God, you have called to be the under-shepherd of your sheep, Lord God. Father God, we pray for their strength. We pray for the elevation of their mind, Lord God, that Holy Spirit, Lord God, will use them, oh God. Use them with the understanding, Lord God, that we are your people and the sheep of your pastor. Lord God, we pray that you would strengthen them. We pray that you will use them mightily in this dark hour, Lord God, because, Lord God, you know whose life, Lord God, depends on the word of God. We pray that you'll you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, that spiritual ear, that spiritual eye to, to see and move according to your spirit. And, Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we do pray for those, the victims of God, that the, the, the families of God left behind. Father God, for those that are gone on, there ain't nothing we can do now, Lord God, but we pray for their families, oh God. You said in the last days there would be wars and rumors of wars. You told us how to get ready. You told us to fast and pray so that we could cry out, Lord God. Tonight we cry out, oh God, for, for your help. We cry out, oh God, for your direction, Lord God. We cry out tonight for your will to be done, Lord God. Not our will, Lord God. We seek those things that will please you. We seek those things that will bring you glory. We seek those things that will bring you praise, oh God. And we honor you tonight. Father God, we thank you, Lord Dunn. You have given us uh, those that work, Lord God, outside of the home, those that work remote from the home. Lord God, we thank you for jobs. But, Lord God, somebody's asking you tonight for a job. Somebody is crying out because they can't make ends meet with the job that they have, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would bless them and keep them, Lord God, and open up a door, Lord God. Sometimes we don't want to step sideways because, Lord God, we want to be elevated up on our companies. But, Lord God, there comes a time when we may have to step side in order to step up, oh God. Help us to trust you, Lord God, that no matter what the move is, that it is made according to your will. Your word says, Lord God, in everything give thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, Lord. May the house of God know today, no matter what we face, no matter how many tears we shed, Lord God, you are with us, oh God. And we pray for 
tonight that the eyes, oh God, and the understanding of those who do not know you in the pardon of their sin, Lord God, that you would continue to draw Father God, because it is not your will that any should perish, but that all may come to repentance. Father God, we stand in the gap and we plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord God, because so many of them may be our loved ones, oh God, because, Lord God, we would be foolish to think that everybody in our family is saved tonight, Lord God. But, Lord God, we pray tonight that you will have your continued mercy upon their lives, because on one day, Lord God, you came and got us. Lord God, you got Saul, and you had a great work for him. There are family members, Lord God, that we would count out, Lord God. But, Lord God, you have a plan, and you have a purpose. And we pray, Lord God, tonight for salvation. We pray for deliverance. We pray, Lord God, for your healing virtue, Lord God, that you will allow it to flow by the stripes that were put upon Jesus' back. We are here, Lord God. Lord God, I can hear my sister saying, we know not everybody on this side is going to receive that physical healing, but, Lord, somebody will. And we, we, we pray tonight, Lord God, in agreement with your word, that we are healed, Lord God. Lord God, and we loose your healing virtue now that continually flows. Touch now that man. Touch that woman. Touch that child, Lord God. Those that are sick and afflicted, Lord God, that need that little bit of extra encouragement, that strength that only comes from you, oh God. And then, Lord God, as we begin to close our prayer, we pray for the speaker of the hour, Lord God, that you would use them mightily, Lord God, to speak your word. Because, Lord, in on this, uh, this line, we have drawn strength. You have spoken to us. You have given us the encouragement that we need, that little extra push that the pastor talked about this morning. Sometimes we need that little extra push. Lord God, to make it through just one more day. Now, Lord God, we know that you love us. We know that Jesus died for us. And we know that here, Holy Spirit is here to lead us on. So, Lord God, help us to walk in the faith that you have given us tonight. Help us, oh God, not to waver. And help us, oh God, not to faint. But, Lord God, help us to put our hands in your hand. Because you always had a plan and you have a purpose for right now. And, Father God, it is in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask these prayers and all other blessings in his name. We call it done, Lord God, and we say hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Uh, Father, We, as we look to your word tonight, we ask that you would give us understanding We ask, Father God, that I would decrease, that you may increase. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. You are my strength and my redeemer. Thank you, Elder Manyweather, for leading us into the throne of grace. And um, we have about 15 minutes, and I want to call your attention to something that was good to me today. And, you know, anytime you experience something good, you want to share it with others so that others can uh, reap from the benefits of the goodness. Amen. And this word was so good to me. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to just read um, verses uh, 6, 7, and 8 of Colossians chapter 2. But I, I want to just give a little bit of background information um, I've been sharing uh, with the Greater St. Stephen's Church family um, the book of Colossians last Sunday, this Sunday, um, and we'll look at Colossians um, for the next two Sundays. 
And so what I shared this morning, I want to share with you because I believe that knowledge is powerful. You say that knowledge is powerful. And the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And because we are living in the last days and we need God's help, it's important we know how and where to find it. So the book of Colossians was written to a faithful group of Christians. This group of Christians were having problems in their church. Ah, I show me a church that ain't got no problems, and I guarantee you, I don't want to be a member of that church because everywhere you go, there are problems. If you if you sit in a house long enough, you're going to find a problem. You're going to discover a problem, and so this church was having problems, and so Paul wrote this letter to address the problems that this church was having. Well, you say, well, Pastor Black, what problems were they having? Well, their number one problem was that they were believing the false teachings of the false teachers. That's a big problem. Anytime you can let somebody come in and, and, and diminish what you know that is true about God, you got a problem, all right? The second thing that the reason that Paul wrote this letter to the church of Colossians was to challenge them to examine their lives and be transformed through the love of God. You know, that's what we need. Uh, I don't know if you remember me preaching from Philippians. Um, I've been preaching from the book of Philippians and Colossians um, all year. Um, And and the thing about the book of Philippians, it is a mind-shifting book. And so here Paul is saying, you got to shift the way you think and be transformed. Romans tells us be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Saints of God, we cannot afford to live the way we did in 2020. We cannot because things are not the same. Things are different. Things have changed. Therefore, the mindset and the thinking of the body of Christ must shift with the time. I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you, my brothers and sisters, to read through the book of Colossians. Um, All of Paul's writings, Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, and Colossians, are short reads. Amazon tells us that a short read can be read in two hours or listened to in 90 minutes. Let me drop this off for you. This is free information for y'all tonight. The book of um, Ephesians, two words, 155 verses with six chapters. The book of Galatians has 2,230 words with 149 verses and six chapters. The book of Philippians has 1,629 words, 104 verses with four chapters. And the book of Colossians, which we're looking at tonight, has 1,582 words, 95 verses, and four chapters. Now, look, we can read Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, and Colossians in a week. Oh, my. Listen, what kind of life would we be living in Christ? If we were to spend some time really looking and reading through the writings of Paul, oh, we would be off the hook. 
we would be our churches will be impacted our children our spouses would be saved living holy living righteous all because we took out the time to read these quick reads these short reads apply them to our daily lives here today paul talks to us about how we are to live this is a directional message This message gives us some things we are supposed to do. It causes us to recall some things, and it causes us to look forward to the things in God. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Um, I look at the word here, receive. All of us, as believers, receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. If I was able to do a roll call tonight and call off the day in which you received Christ, some of y'all would just go to shout, and some of y'all received him on a Sunday, on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday. I don't know, but you know that day, you know that hour that you confessed Christ as your Lord and Savior. I remember getting baptized at the age of 12. It was early Easter Sunday morning. Y'all, we don't have a sunrise service no more. I remember going in the water. Amen. I remember giving Dr. Devers my hand. I remember making that commitment to the Lord that I would serve him. I would love him with all my heart, soul, and mind. Standing right there at the altar at the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church at 3725 North Ganton by Portland, Oregon. I remember the day. But you know what? I had to go through some stuff because that, uh, my brothers and sisters, like some of us, it was a formality. I really didn't understand what was going on. But can I tell you, I remember the day that I received Jesus Christ in my adult life and things began to change. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I began to speak in tongues. I began to speak those things that were not as though they were. I began to live a life different than I did when I received him at an early age. When we receive the Lord, we've got to make a decision. We've got to make a choice to change. We got to be intentional. I said it earlier. We got to be intentional about purposeful living life on purpose in Christ. We got to. We got to. Well, Pastor Black, um, th- th- Paul used this word walk. And I, I share, you know, been sharing with you all that Paul was had to be an athletic man. He he was very smart. He was very educated, but he had to be an athletic man in order for him to use words like wrestle, um, and and, and to run and 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 to walk. He had to know something about being athletic because you can't get in the ring and wrestle and you ain't never lifted no weights and you ain't never practiced. You can't run a race without training. You can't even walk a long distance without training. And so you've got to put in some time so that we can do these things that Paul says that we got to do. He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers in high places. He said we must walk the walk that we talk about. He said we must run this race with patience.
Corinthians. Here we find Paul saying walk. And, and guess what? This is not the walk that we do um, to get to the refrigerator or to get to the car or to get to the mall or, or, or to, to, to get to, into uh, Applebee's or the Olive Garden. This walk is our daily lifestyle. This is our daily life. This is how we live every day. And we must live every day intentionally, on purpose, with purpose, in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you that when we live in Christ Jesus, our life is full, it is complete, and we want for nothing. Baby, let me tell you, this is a quality of life we all will want to have. Wanting for nothing when we live in Christ. So let me show you, Pastor Black, how do I walk in him? How do I live daily to resemble and reflect God? How do I walk daily as salt and light on the earth? Uh, let me hurry up because my time is almost coming to an end. Paul gives us three things that we must do. And as I look at these three things, they use the word and in between. Grace, say, Steve, y'all didn't get this one this morning. I missed this note. Uh, so it's good you're listening again. Uh, he uses the word and in between each of these three verbs. And and lets me know that this is not an option. We must do all three. You cannot do one and then do the other. Or you can't do the other without doing the other. You have to do all three. Look at what verse 7 says. It says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Wow. Paul is saying to us today, if we're going to have a full life in Christ Jesus, we must be rooted and built up and established in our faith. Our faith cannot be in our jobs, cannot be in our spouses, cannot be in our children, cannot be in our cars, cannot be in the elevator. Do you all know which was invented by a black woman? Uh, she got the patent for the elevator. Mm, come on, come on. Um, but it, 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 the elevator was invented by a black person. Amen. Brother Kimmis is yelling. He think it was a man, but it was a black person. So I'm, I'm going to stick with it right there. And that's, that's a free one right there. It's Black History Month. Um, so next time you get on the elevator, don't put your faith in that elevator. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Well, when you read down further in this passage of Scripture, and I hope you do, it will tell us that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins. It says that he, it, he was buried on the cross, 
and then uh, he was nailed to the cross. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, and then he got up with all power in his hand. See, what he did on the cross, he forgave us of all of our sins. He cleansed us from all unrighteousness. He blotted out our transgressions, giving us a fresh start to live daily a life that resembles him. So he wants us to be rooted, built up, and established in the faith. We must have faith in Jesus Christ. We must have faith in our Lord and Savior. When we think about rooted, think about that tree in Psalms 1. Think about them palm trees in Florida and California. They bend, but they don't come up out the ground. Winds blow, hurricanes, tornadoes come, but those palm trees stay rooted in the ground. And that's what Paul is saying to us. We must have a firm foundation. We must be settled in our faith. We must allow our roots to go deep, and we must be built up in our faith. Well, how do I do that? Well, he tells us to have a heart of thanksgiving, to have a mind of thanksgiving. I know we might be going through some things right now. We might be facing some situations that we never thought we would ever be in. But I guarantee you, if you begin to thank God for that trial, thank God for that tribulation, Thank God for that challenge. Thank God for those problems. I mean sincerely thank him. I mean wholeheartedly thank him. I mean holler, scream, shout, thank him. Guarantee you he's going to give you wisdom, knowledge, strength, comfort, peace, joy to bring you through. Saints of God, tonight I just want you to know that God desires for us to live in him and not just know of him, but live in him. Be rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus tonight. That's the word on tonight. And I know many were rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. They did a wonderful job. But don't put your faith in them. Put your faith in Jesus. He is the, the savior. He is the keeper. He is the ruler. He is the only one that can put you in heaven. And you are the one that can cause yourself to go to hell. But he wants to keep you from that too. What are we going to do? Are we going to intentionally, on purpose, live with purpose, fully in God that we may receive all of his gracious benefits. That's what the word is tonight. Live a full life in Christ. Be rooted, built up, and established in him and in the faith. That is our word on tonight. I hope that something has been said to encourage you and to help you in your love relationship with the Lord and to cause you to continue to press toward the mark of a high calling in Christ Jesus. Reach for that prize. That prize was eternal life. That prize 
is being able to walk around heaven singing praises to God all day. Are you going to be?